In the same way that a playbook provides a coach the ability to call plays during game time to strategically defeat their opponent, I hope to bring you guys options to install in your own playbook for life so that when game time approaches, you too have an array of strategies and options to call on to defeat doubt and create a life defined by passion. Welcome to the Passion Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Warren G. And here, I will be having conversations with individuals who have found success engineering a life molded by their passion and how they developed and used their own unique processes to do so. On this episode of Passion Playbook Podcast, I will be having a conversation with business consultant and founder of Scale Through Automation, Wilton Rogers III. In today's conversation, Wilton shares the ups and downs of his entrepreneurial journey and how his mastering of mindset allowed him to always find success in chasing his passion. Join me now on Passion Playbook Podcast. Welcome to the Passion Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Warren G. And on today's episode, we have the absolute pleasure of hosting business consultant and CEO of Scale Through Automation, Wilton Rogers III. Thank you so much, Wilton, for coming on today. Really excited to have you on. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you, Warren. I appreciate you having me on. No problem. No problem at all. Um, so before we get started, just going to start with a couple rapid fire questions, and uh, then we'll jump right into it. So. First question for you, uh, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? A superpower? Oh, I like this one. Um, you know, I would have to, Spider-Man, my favorite superhero, always has been, but Great. ever since, since uh, I've gotten, you know, if there's a superhero power I can have, it would have to be, I have to sit, be honest with you and say Iron Man, Ooh. because, you know, he he can actually, he has the power to do certain things, but he can actually see over the world. He can follow the world. Superman, everybody has a Superman, everybody has to fly, but he just, uh, he could take some punishment and uh, come back with a, he, he's very technical. And that now in my life, I, I'm, I have a technology type mind and everything about that is a, is a robotic type. So I, I would definitely be Iron Man. Okay. All right. So who is your current favorite sports player? Oh, my my favorite? Yes. Oh man. Sport. I have a I have a couple of them. I mean the, the, the KDs and LeBron, everybody's gonna probably say that, but um I'll probably have to say and I guess the reason why because I sort of um I, I love I love his game is um is uh, Chris Paul. Oh, okay. And, and I like Chris Paul because uh he's just a, a total team player. He work he's he's all heart. Uh, and he, if you really look at him, I'm, I'm, I've seen him, I met him, um, and, you know, he's not much taller than me, you know, he might be a little over six feet, so, or, you know, I'm six, six, one, I think, maybe an inch taller than me, and um, he can, he, he can fight the lion, so definitely Chris Paul, nice. follow him a lot. Okay, all right, and last question here, if, if you could meet any celebrity, who would it be and why? Well, I already know who I want to meet. It's already on my on my list, and I want to interview him, and that's Barack Obama. Um, Love that. And the, and the reason why I'm not I'm not into politics. I'm not into you know I don't get into involved with any of that. But just to see what he did to become president when no one ever knew about him a couple of years earlier, and how how his character carried him into being a hero, um, I would just like to sit down with him and and find out what what he did to uh to get to where he was i mean how you know 
Um, so it would definitely be Barack. I love that answer. <clears throat> That's a great answer, honestly. And I, I really, I agree with you on the fact that I, I'm very not much, there are even some things with President Obama that I kind of even personally disagree with, but mm -hmm. I would want to interview him more so just because of the character that he's had and that he, you know, kind of helped withheld throughout his presidency and even, you know, before that and now and as he continues. So I definitely, I love that answer because of that as well. So kind of going now into, into your story and, and into your life and talking about, uh, or you kind of opening up about your story and your life. Uh, I know that I've had the opportunity now to kind of hear um, some of the things that you had to endure to get to where you are. Um, could you kind of just tell people a little bit about who you are and your background and, you know, um, maybe just a little bit of your life story and how you got to this place. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> my background, you know, I'm a, I'm a native from, uh, from New Mexico, born and raised in Albuquerque, well, born in Albuquerque, raised in Northern New Mexico in the mountains. I was a farm boy. Um, and, um, and basically since the age of seven, I've, I've been an entrepreneur. I used to sell eggs um, at, uh, at, at our church. I'm after church and, uh, and then I started chopping wood and selling cords of wood. So, I was always making money. I always try to find, find ways to make money. And then, um, of course, I was involved with sports. So I played college ball um, and I played football. And, um, and after gradu gra graduating, I went into, into um, being a, a director, a news director, or into, into the directing um, department for a TV station. And I worked my way up to technical director. But uh, that, I went to school for communication. And so, um, and so I got a job at Channel 13 at this local station here for CBS affiliate for years. And then from that point, I just sitting behind and sort of working for somebody. I just couldn't feel it, man. I was sort of like, you know, getting the same paycheck every week. I mean, every two weeks, like, uh, I don't know if I can live this lifestyle. <clears throat> so I jumped back into being an entrepreneur. And, and long story short, I've owned uh, five businesses, now six businesses in five different industries. And um, along the way, about 10 years ago, um, I lost uh, a business of the mortgage industry, and we all know what happened then. And I literally lost everything. When I say lost everything, I lost everything. I literally lost my house, my car, my boat, everything. And I was living in a, in a Jeep, in, in a, fr a, a friend of mine Jeep, um, uh, for almost a month and a half. And, uh, and so I was homeless for a while, and I had to start over and get a two-bedroom apartment to, for me and my at the time, I was a single father of of, um, of four, so uh, you know we had to get a small bedroom apartment and and um, sort of work my way out of that. So I started working for corporations, and I would learn what they would do, and learn the the inner structure of that business. And I knew I can take it to a different level. Maybe not that size right now, because but I I knew that I could attract um, clients a lot faster. So every industry I went into. I went into an industry, I learned it, and then I opened up my own shop. I'll give you an example. Right after 13, I was doing cellular phones. I, learned, I worked for a company there. I was a general manager. I went on my own, opened mine, sold it. Um, and before that, I, when I was still in college, I was in a production. I owned a production company. I used to do commercials and stuff like that. But that's when I went to Channel 13. So, and then, I, of course, I went on fitness, the same thing. Mortgages, the same thing. So I, I learned from the businesses, worked for them, and then I opened up my own. So I've always been an entrepreneur by heart. And so, uh, and that's what led me, led me to where I am today. You know, I worked for a, a company that does, a, does um, robotics, uh, learned the inner circle of exactly how it worked. And I used that as part of 
a piece of my service and they have a great company. And I use that to, to leverage what I can to build my business right now. Wow, that is really and truly an inspiring story. Well, and there, I know there's so much more in between all of that. Um, and I, I know we could go into every detail, but we don't really have the time, unfortunately. But there are some things within your story that I would kind of like for you to open up about and just talk about the different processes um, that you went through when you went through those different things. And so what's really inspiring for me is hearing you say, you know, you went from you were at a point where you had a lot and then you lost everything because of, you know, as you said, the, the crash in 2008, um, but then for you to be where you are now, again, to have, to have um, persevered through all of that and then to, to have gotten back to where you were. Um, if you could kind of just talk to us a little bit about um, when you were going through that time um, of being homeless and having to fight through adversity, uh, the different things that you kind of put into play for yourself to get from that position to work yourself mentally from that position and back into, you know, a place where you could begin to have that type of freedom again. Absolutely. Um, I hope you have a little bit of time because this might take a while. No, I'll just, I'll make it short. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, but absolutely. It was, a, um, it was, it, uh, it's, it was a struggle. It's, it, and, it, it, and I'm not going to say it, it wasn't hard. I mean, when I, for, when I lost everything and I was homeless, that's when I, um, I literally was making, you know, Twenty, thirty thousand dollars a month in the mortgage industry, and uh, and it was doing very, very well. And that came, and I lost everything. I mean, I had the, the whole, you name it, you know, you know the lifestyle, and you know I had it. And then going homeless, I picked up a job at a fitness uh, studio, working part time at minimum wage, you know. And I was just trying to do that so I can make some money to get an apartment. I, when I filed bankruptcy, no one at that time everything was scarce, and no one really wanted to do much, so it was. It was a difficult time and I was in a very dark place. I was such in a dark place where I never thought about committing suicide, but I didn't care what happened to me. Does that make sense? Certainly. So it never crossed my mind that, you know, I'm going to do something to myself physically, but I didn't care if something happened to me. And, and that's how dark of a place I was. And then a friend, when I was homeless, um, I was living in a parking lot, a Walmart parking lot, because you could actually park there. I didn't even know that. And the RVs were parked there. And this gentleman, he had just um, moved his family to New Mexico from Arizona, and they were staying in, a, in their RV until their house was ready. When we started, he let, allowed me to go hang out with them and have dinner with them since we were part of it together. And uh, he told me, he reminded me, I reminded him a lot of Eric Thomas. And I was like, who in the heck is Eric Thomas? And uh, he goes, this guy went down to see us down in Arizona. He did a great talk. He said, I think he has a video out now. I said, it's on YouTube. I'm going to try to find it. I'll give it to you. The next day, he found that video. He sent me the link. Um, I looked at it, and and I and I tried to I follow. I got as much information as I can about Eric Thomas. It just sort of blew my mind of, of who this guy was. And I finally found. I got a hold of him. And this is before he started. Uh, he has a whole um, university now and the whole bit, and uh, which I was part of. I, was, I think I was probably one of his top first five, um, ten to fifteen students, in fact. But um, the things that he told me, um, he showed me how to switch my mindset just like overnight, just talking to him, allowed me to switch my mindset. It didn't matter where I was at that time, but he allowed me to see where I can go. And make a long story short, within a year and a half, um, I was the marketing director of the, of the whole fitness studio. They owned five locations and I was work, working part-time. I went from assistant manager to a manager to um, the director of marketing uh, within a year, year and a half. So I was, went from 
you know, to the corporate level. So he allowed me to see. And after I saw that, I was like, man, I could pretty much, you know, I know what I could do, what I'm capable of doing. All I got to do is be patient. And um, so my, my careers took off. And then I opened a own fitness studio and that went well. And I went to business with some other people and I lost everything again because just bad and um, bad partnerships, some embezzlement that went in. My lost all my everything that I put into the company, and at that time I had just gotten married. My partner was my best man at my wedding, <laughs> and wow. he. And then um, three months later, I found out that that he's embezzling all this. Their money was being embezzled, and so I just walked away. I was like, I'm not gonna, you know. And then, of course, about four or five months later, the whole place closed down, and a lot of chaos went on. But I lost everything. But this time I was married. But my mindset didn't allow me to get go down that dark place anymore because I knew what I can do. And I worked for, for a fitness studio just to get, sort of get on my feet again. And then within three months, I had my own, I opened up my own studio again. And that was three months. So just switching my mindset and being involved with the right people and, and separating myself, even from the ones that I love that could not support me. I don't say support me, could not help me get where I need to get to soon. Um, I sort of put them on a, on the back burner and sort of focus on the people that can really help me get there. And it changed my life. And, um, and ever, ever since then, it just feels like I'm getting, being connected with the right people because of my mindset. So it was all, it was a switch of the mindset and, and I, and I literally lost everything twice. And the, the first time was the hardest time. The second time was the only time was hard because I had I was married. You know, I just gotten married and um, I didn't want my wife to go through all that. But, um, you know, she's a strong woman and she she fought, she fought through it with me. And and here we are today. Blessed, man. We really are blessed. So. And once again, it. it really is inspiring to hear you talk about the fact that you went through those things and still and you went through it twice. And you're you were still able to with the switch of a mindset, with, honestly, with, with you changing your mindset. And that's really fortunate that you had the opportunity to <laughs> to be with Eric Thomas before he became, you know, who we know now as Eric Thomas, E.T. Right, um, right. But to hear you again say these things and talk about how you went through these different things, but you changed your, your, your thinking, you changed your thoughts, you changed your mindset, and you put together a plan and you put the process, you put the plan in process and you followed it, you stayed with the process because you mentioned that you, ha- you just had to be patient. Um, yeah which is very difficult even for myself hearing you say these things it's very relatable but also I can it's um very difficult you know when you're an entrepreneur and you can see all of the opportunity ahead of you and having to be patient and just saying okay I I know what I can do I know what's out there but I I have to just wait until I know it's I know it's right for me and so hearing you talk about these processes and and how you went through this is it, it, again it truly is inspiring and so i see that the common theme you you mentioned in the very beginning that is business you've always been able to you've always been selling you've always been you know trying to put things together in terms of business so at what point did you really realize in your life that you know you were really passionate about being an entrepreneur and creating business I think the time I really got passionate about it is probably when this, um, when I got into fitness on my own, um, when, when I got into fitness period. Um, and the reason why, because it, it switched from me making money cause I was making money and I was always, I was, I was entrepreneur cause I wanted to get paid. <laughs> I 
I wanted, you know, I wanted the nice clothes, I wanted the nice house, and then I wanted it all. And and I wasn't like greedy about it. I just that's what that was my motivation. And then when I found out, when I when I literally figured out I can help people and make people smile, and and I can see that I'm affecting their lives in a positive way, whether it's spiritually, emotionally, mentally, or financially, it made me feel so much better. I, I felt like I was on top of the world. And I, it, I didn't care about the money, and all of a sudden the money started coming. And um, so I think having that switch where it came, where I think was probably when I got into fitness because I knew I was helping people. And I, and I didn't try it. It was organic. It was just like, I was helping them and then all of a sudden I was in fitness and I was just trying to help one person and another person asked for the help because that person told that person he helped them and all of a sudden you know I, my all my 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 training sessions were full and all my classes you had to you had to um, reserve a day before 24 hours before and I was the only instructor in New Mexico that you had to do that wow and um, but and when I started starting to see how I can affect people that way I was like wow this is amazing and from that point on, you know, the, the, the opportunities and the finances just started falling in place. And I didn't really try from that point. I said, I won't say try. I worked hard, but I didn't have to, you know, really market it because it was the word of mouth. It was people saying, you know, I've had this is my experience with him. So that, that, that was a game changer for me. So you mentioned something when you were talking, you said that you, you no longer had to work as hard for them, but you, it kind of just started to come to you. Something that, um, I, that I truly believe and that was shown to me by some of my mentors and um, told to me by some of my mentors is um, attracting uh, energy. And, and I really feel, that's what I feel from you when I hear you talk about, you know, or say that, you know, I got to a point where I started to realize that the money was kind of just coming to me. Um, and, and, and I know you also talked about that switch of the mindset. Do you believe that, um, that switch of the mindset had anything to do with the, the, uh, with your ability to begin to just attract money to you or attract, um, more, uh, or, or more lucrative deals or partnerships or whatever it may have been or assets to you? 100%. I, I, the switch of the mindset is the reason why, um, I was able to do what I was doing in, knowing that when I help people that was like, Oh, okay, this is it. This is what I need to do. I need to help people. That's it. And, and, it, and when I, when I realized that and all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, now I'm making money doing it. I was like, okay, this is my passion. This is what I love to do. I love to help people. I love to see people succeed in whatever it is. So let me do that. How am I going to do that? Let me figure out how I'm going to do that. And whatever I did, I made sure that was my goal period. Nothing else, whether it was an employee, whether it was a client, anything. I want to make sure they succeeded um, because when they succeeded, I know everything else will, will fall in place. And I, and I definitely know that I have built a relationship with that person, period. And so um, that was it. And, you know, and, and, think, and going back to what you said earlier, um, you know, um, about the, the, the progress, you know, and how the process happened, in order to make, make sure that, that I was going to be successful in anything, the patience was important, but I knew that I had to structure everything the way I wanted to, to make sure that it, that it would go in order for it to, to be successful. But I also knew there was going to be a lot of hurdles along the way. So before I got to those hurdles, my, mentally, I knew where can I get the help before that hurdle comes up? 
Where, who can help me that I know that's been through here so I can avoid those hurdles? Yeah. If I knew that instead of me saying, okay, uh, marketing, you know, social media marketing, I could go out there and do all the work, you know, everything I can. But if I knew someone that can help me understand it, game over. And so uh, along the way, that's what I'm saying, saying about being patient and putting the process in order because I, I made sure that I had to put those people in order so the process getting there was a lot faster. That's what I'm saying. Opening up my, my, after I lost everything the second time, within three months, I had my own business again. And I lost everything, my whole savings, everything, you know, but I put the right people in place and it sort of happened that fast. Wow. So, and it's because I knew my next hurdle. Okay, what, I'm, I'm going to get here. What do, I need to do, what do I need to do before I get there? Who do I need to talk to? Who can help me? Who can educate me? And once I found that out, um, I got there and I did it and boom. And, but I made sure those people had already been there and experienced it. So it's not just off of someone that can tell me. It's like, you've been through this. You know that you have the experience. You have the knowledge. You have the education. What do I need to do? And it made me get there a lot faster. So, yeah. That's awesome, Wilton. And, and that really, that, that helps me feel a little bit better about the things that I'm kind of putting in play in my, in my current life and with my entrepreneurial journey. Hearing you say that, you know, you made sure that you had individuals around you that, that you knew had been through that already that could give you not just advice, but could give you their experience and share their experience with you going through that and, and help you uh, mentally be prepared for the hurdles that, that come before they even come. So you're prepared before they even happen and you know what to do because you've gone to the right people. And that's kind of the things that I've been putting to play in my life. So that makes me feel a little bit better. So going down that kind of going down that path and you talking about, you know, you having more success because of the switch in mentality and mindset, putting the right things in play in terms of processes and being patient as well as having the right people around you. Um, you know, you've gotten to a place now, um, and I now also have the opportunity to kind of be around you a little bit more and 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 and, and hear you a little bit more. But um, now you have scale through automation. Um, could you kind of talk to people a little bit about scale through automation? What it is that uh, scale through automation does, and the process, how they help, how we help, and um, a little bit more about you know where you are now. Absolutely. Well, <clears throat> scale through automation came because I worked. Um, with the company for a year and a half as their VP of sales and marketing, diversified robotic. And what they, what they did, and I lived in Houston, I just moved back to New Mexico. I lived in Houston when they, it was a, it was a startup business and my brother was the founder and he, and he, he's an engineer from AT&T and smart as heck. And, and he brought on a team that's smart as heck and uh, just brilliant minds. I mean, that's all I can say is that you, you listen to these guys, it's, you, you get your wowed at what they can possibly do. So what they would do is um, they would, you know, we have software automation now, but what they do is they automate all the processes that people do manually. For example, anything that people do behind a computer that's um, administrative type work for a business, whether it's purchasing, data processing, invoicing, emailing, um, sales, it doesn't matter. Whatever you do behind a computer, um, more than likely it can be automated about an average of over 50% of what people are paying people to do right now can be automated. And when I realized that, I was like, wow, okay. So 50% of the people can, if 50% of the, the stuff that people do can be automated and we can sell that at a pennies on the dollar and you keep those employees to help them invest in the front end of their business, that's going to be a great 
it's going to be it's going to be huge and so i wanted to do that but i was building a sales team so i had to sort of teach the sales team how to do the automation do all that so it was it was hard because i knew my mindset where i wanted to take it to help businesses i was like okay i want to help businesses more than just automation because i know i can help with automation so i was able to understand how to automate back offices and all the different processes down to everything that could be possibly automated that way they could focus all their attention on the front end when I realized how to do that, I just want to open up the STA group. I called it Scale Through Automation. It's called the STA group for short. Um, because my focus is when I walk in, when I'm talking to businesses, I'm like, okay, what is your goal? No one's like, my goal is to automate everything in my office. No one, there's no, I've never heard that. You probably will never hear that, right? But as a business owner, you're going to hear, my goal is to scale. How do you want to scale? How do you want to grow? Well, I want to do social media marketing. I want to do videos. I want to know how to do this. Why aren't you doing it? Because I don't have the time. I don't have the money. How much is it going to cost you? It's going to cost me $1,000 a month to do this. If I could show you how I can put half of your payroll up, I can save you on half of your payroll, would you be willing to interested in on, on listening to how I could, what I can do for you? Sure. So long story short, I will give them a little, uh, I'll give them a little um, um, presentation on what we can do to automate the back end, and they can actually see how fast we can save them money immediately. Now that we have that resource that we're saving them money and because we're automating those processes, now we can have the vision of them focusing nothing but the front end of their business. Everything on the back end of the business is already taken care of. Me being an entrepreneur owning multiple businesses, I know my headaches were the back end, were all the, the invoicing, all the purchasing, all the billing, you know, all the, the payroll, that was all a pain in my behind. Not that I didn't, I didn't enjoy doing it because they know we're growing, but that was just a lot of time that was spent and stress that was spent that, that it get, that did no value for the company to grow. So when I eliminated all that, when I know, now that I know how to eliminate all that and just give almost like a report daily, um, the focus, the energy and the investment now is it in the front end of the business? So I, I, I decided to leave uh, Diversify Robotic and open up um, STA because I know um, the, the software, the automation, it's not even software, it's just we call it a digital employee. Um, once we automate the whole back end, I can help them, or my team, not me, my team can help, build a, help them build the front end of the business. Because now they've already, they already have the savings. It's not they're waiting for the savings. Savings is already there. The time and the financial savings is already there. When I knew I could do that, I was like, okay, I got to open up STA and take, use um, this service as a micro to my macro. Does that make sense? Most certainly. So, so that's what it was. So, so I worked for, I worked for uh, D, we call it DR, Diversified Robotic. Um, as in their service is a micro is a service that that every business needs yeah. so that's our that's what we talk about but once we're in there and engaging we really see the big picture on where they want to go where the vision wants to love the company and that's when we show them what we can do to help them out on the front end of their business and now we have the time they have the finances and they have the staff to help them build it and all we got to do is show them the, the roadmap so um that's that's been a a, a game changer for 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 me and for our team, and we're the only company in the United, in the world that can do right now. I'm sure there'll be competition coming down years now, but we already have 
years head start because where we at right now, it'll take people years to understand how to integrate this for the SME market. You know, we went, I went through those struggles. I've, I've, I've had hundreds and hundreds of no's and I had to check those off and figure out why, because there was no roadmap built for us. We had to build it ourselves. And so now after building that, we had to do it. So we're the only company right now in the world that can offer this service to any SMB market, to any SMB company. And, and okay, so if you can kind of just talk about a little bit more in terms of, because I know that there might be individuals who may be listening to this and, and they know a lot about the automation process and they be, may be thinking, you know, what you're saying that, you know, you're, we are the only company that offers this specific, um, these the bots, uh, digital employees. Um, what, what in your automation process is different from other automation software companies or other automation software uh, processes? Great question. Um, everybody that I've talked, not only everybody, but every company thinks they have a, their, their company's automated because they have automation software. They have software. Accountants are huge. You know, I, I'm a, um, I do a lot with CPAs. Um, a, a lot of them have software that can automate a big portion of that. But before um, you, you, uh, you work on that software, so a human has to go in there and, and input some information. <clears throat> when that, after it's programmed in there and you need that information from that software to go somewhere else, a human has to take it from that software into another one. So basically what we do is it doesn't matter how many programs that are built within a process, we can code everything to make everything automated. And I'll give you a great example um, because this is something that I'm actually, um, I've worked with one and I'm working on another one right now. It's inventory. And um, this person owns a warehouse, owns a, um, a jewelry store and, he, and they, have a, they have a place where they, wear, they, they store all their jewelry because they want to keep it in-house. But he has four locations, three locations. And... Uh, they find out if they have jewelry there. If they don't have jewelry there, they look at other locations. If they don't have it there. They go to the or, or they go to the to the um, to where they have all the jewelry. If it's not there, they go to the other locations. The process can take hours and sometimes days because um, if a manager doesn't re email the other uh, doesn't receive the other email, doesn't get back to them, um, they might miss each other and they might say, "Hey, do we ha do you have this ring? No, we don't have that ring anymore. That style ring anymore." Uh, then we have to order it. They have to find a place to order it. Well, he walked me through the whole process. He goes, okay, well, if someone orders a ring and we don't have that ring anymore, we'll go check the warehouse. If it's not in the warehouse, we'll check our location. If it's not in the location, we have to order it. I said, I said that usually takes anywhere between, he goes, it could take you know, anywhere between an hour to days, depending if everybody communicates with each other. But usually it's frustrating because it, takes, it, it could take a long time. And, um, and then plus inventory, we order the wrong inventory. I said, what if I could automate at least 50% of that and uh, in within within uh, less than 30 minutes, you'll have an answer of where if if that ring is somewhere else, or it can be ordered at whatever location at whatever place you order these. And it'll tell you these little this is the 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 places you can order it from. It's not at any location. Which one do you want to order it? It'll be it'll be here on that day. It could go to your phone. It go to your email. And he goes, I never heard anything like that. I said, What if I show you what what will show you a process that can we can do that? Because I would love to see it. I showed him it, and when we talked about it, it looks like we could probably automate about 80 to 85% of his business. He was blown away. 
He said, that's going to take a lot of hours, a lot of frustration, because now we'll understand exactly where everything is. It'll stop our, our, um, our inventory control being, you know, us ordering stuff that we don't want to order that's not selling. So we automated the whole process. So basically what you would train an individual to do behind a computer, you would show our solution architects exactly what to do behind a computer. The, the developer will code it out and give it to the engineer to build and they'll bring it back to you and, and take, take it through the run through to make sure it's all up and running. And, uh, and until, until you see exactly how much of that, uh, how much of your business can be automated. So um, that's been a game changer. So it's basically what you would do um, you will show someone behind a computer to do when you're training them. You will show us one time and we'll do it. When you show us one time, it will never make that mistake again. And it, it works as fast as the software programs that you have work. So however fast they work, that's how fast you can get that information. So it doesn't matter if it's two programs or a thousand programs. Once it works its way through all of them and comes back to you, um, you'll have the answers you need. Does that make sense? Does that help out? Most certainly. And I'm, I'm really glad that you explained and went into that in depth because I have had the opportunity to kind of work with some software programmers and developers and see the different software processes that can be created to automate processes. And I know that I, from the conversations that I've had and the things that I've seen, I've never seen anything like what you guys have. And I just wanted you to go a little bit further into that just so people can understand the value and the difference between uh, automation software and what it is that you offer in terms of the digital bots. And I'm, this is just, it really is awesome to hear, you know, how advanced this is. And especially being that this can now be offered to the SMB market, you know, something that is of so such high value can be offered to the SMB market. So now that now they have the opportunity to kind of level the playing field and to be able to exactly. in terms of business. So this is really awesome. And that's why I kind of wanted you to go a little bit more into that. And so I really thank you for um, going into that and really opening up a lot about your life and the different things that you've been through and the process is being very vulnerable with us and, and, and the process that you put in play um, and the different things that you had to go through to get to where you are and, and to hear you talk about your passion and how it got you to this place. And so appreciate it. kind of as we wrap up, um, if you could kind of, I have a couple more questions for you and if you can kind of just answer questions for me, best of your ability. Um, first question here for you is if you could go back in time five years, and give yourself 30 seconds of advice, what would it be? Oh, wow. That's a good one. And I already know that one. I would, I would um, be very, very, I would be very patient and very strategic on who I go into business with. Um, because of my career where I'm going, um, I got to make sure that, you know, there's, uh, there's, uh, I have, a, a, I'm, I'm surrounding myself with good people. So I can go back five years. I would have told my, told myself five years ago, watch, you know, make sure you watch the people that you're doing business with, um, because they can slow you down or sometimes they can speed you up and, and it's happened both for me. So I think the, the part of them slowing me down, I've eliminated that. And that's just been really recently that I've eliminated it. I really understand how to eliminate it completely. So that would probably be it. Wow. That is, that's good advice. And then lastly here, uh, for those who are listening and, and, and may be in a very similar position or, or have a similar passion, um, uh, future entrepreneurs, uh, what parting advice would you give to those individuals? You know, 
the, the one thing that keeps coming to my mind is <clears throat> any entrepreneur, if you're looking for instant success, forget it. <laughs> if you find it, you're going to lose it because you're not prepared for it. Mm. Um, but if you build the process and you're patient and you understand the vision and you, you, you have built, you literally written down your goals and you, you uh, follow the process and don't allow, I won't say, I won't say naysayers, um, inexperienced people yeah. slow your mind down you'll get there a lot faster as long as you're patient you have a process because when you have a process you're moving forward doesn't matter what speed you're moving yeah. sometimes it'll be fast sometimes it'll be slow but you're moving forward and every time you take one step back or two steps back guess what you get the momentum back and then we'll move forward again and, and, and as long as you stay consistent and, and patient you're going to see you're gonna, that process, you, you'll, you'll, you'll get to where you want to get to a lot faster. Wow. That's, and that's really, that's amazing advice. Even as I sit here and listen, you know, me going through my entrepreneurial journey, um, that's almost exactly what I needed to hear. And so I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for coming on and again, being vulnerable with us and very, very much opening up about your life. And, you know, again, the things that you went through and the process that you put in play. And so for anybody that's listening that wants to maybe find out a little bit more about scale through automation, uh, where can they find that information and how can they get in contact with you? Wilton? Uh, absolutely. I appreciate that. Well, the way to get in touch with, with, uh, with our company, just go through www.scalethroughautomation.com and all of our information is there. The best way to get a hold of me to sort of, you know, get in touch with me. I'm a, LinkedIn, you know, I'm a B2B guy. That's my business. That's where I hang out. So if they find they just find me there, I think uh, I think it's Wilton Rogers the third. If you look, if you just put Wilton Rogers the third, uh, and you'll I'll pop up, and all my information will pop up. And then from that point, you can find out anything about me. So uh, that'll probably be the best place to find me is there. But if you want to know more about our company, just go to skillthroughautomation.com. Wilton, again, thank you so much for coming on and 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 talking about your passion and being a part of the passion playbook. We definitely hope to have you back again at some point. Thank you again. Hey, I appreciate you having me on. I look forward to coming back. Most certainly. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Passion Playbook Podcast. I am so grateful to have had Wilton Rogers on this episode, and I'm looking forward to sharing more amazing content from other passion-driven individuals like him. If you want more information on how to connect with me or to learn more about some of my other platforms, you can find all of that info and links in the comment section below. Thank you for tuning in to the Passion Playbook Podcast and looking forward to having you back.